Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 360. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We did it. We did a full 360. I don't know. I don't know know what that's supposed to mean, but it just stuck out to me. I mean, 360 is one of those. We are back together at the brand new, upgraded, elite level Casa de Cold Coffee. Platinum Lounge level. The Platinum Lounge. I like it. The Casa de Cold Coffee is rolling strong over here. I'm still, I'm still impressed with your digs over here, man. It's uh, you get settling in now. It's is is it is it home? Is it feeling like home? It is. It is. Uh, you know, I got, finally got my first HOA violation today. Oh, then it's home. I, I feel like I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Welcome to the neighborhood. Welcome to the neighborhood. Here's, Here's your, your fine, violation, sir. You piece of shit. <laughs> get back to the hood. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, at least, at least, uh, I mean, look, somebody has to come take care of your violation, right? I mean, you're you're renting, so somebody's got to come come handle Why that, right? That be me. They 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 send me letters, and then it's on me to to do it, unless it's Get something major or something like that. Yeah. So like this one, if it's the so like, eh, well, whatever. So if it's a light bulb, yes, it's on me to fix the light bulb. If it's a wiring thing, uh, then it needs to be over the threshold to have maintenance come out, or it's on me to, to fix it as well or whatever. Boy, life is great, isn't it? I know. But as for everything else, yeah, no, I mean, it feels great. It feels great to be over here. It feels great to be three minutes from the UFC Apex. Oh, that's amazing. You know, really quick and easy. But, no, I do like it. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a step up from the old place. Um Every but yeah, we're getting used to it. We're I'm impressed. Every it. time I walk in, I'm I'm impressed, man. People don't know. Yeah. Your boy Coke Coffee's rolling rolling five star right now these five days, star, man. Huh? This it, is it, awesome. It's probably a little bit much for just me, but it, it is. But, but who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's your money. Spend it the way you That's want it. to. That's it. Can't take it with you. Enjoy yourself. All right, listen. It was a uh, a good week in Houston, man. I thought we had a, a good week on the road together. It's been a while since we've done that. USC. 271 was fun. Uh, got home. I know you had the direct flight. Did you make it home in time to watch any of the Super Bowl? I watched uh, a good bit of it uh, on my, uh, what do you call it, uh, the my iPad. Southwest uh, has that free live TV, so Ooh. I can literally just pull it up on the thing. Oh, you're a convert now. Uh, you're a Southwest uh, Airlines was, guy was, now. It was a pretty baller move on their part, but it's funny. I started watching it, then I flipped over to watch a show on Netflix. Wait, 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 wait. You turned the Super Bowl off I while did. it was on live to watch something on Netflix? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for a little bit, and then I was like, it's okay. I was like, the game's okay. The first, I don't know, the first quarter, I was like, eh, it's okay. Like, they're, they're get, get, getting going. But I, I turned it off, and then it was like the universe was like, hey, all right, your show's over. It's like, go back to the Super Bowl right as the halftime show came Okay, off. so you caught the halftime I show. I did. It was dope. Solid, right? It was I- funny because, like, uh, the, the girl next to me was watching it. And we, she was bopping. I was bopping. Um, you could see people all around, like that were watching on the plane. Everybody sort of bopping their heads. That's and funny, but it was cool. And then after that was done, I went back and found another Netflix. Show. <laughs> you didn't even watch into the game. You I just watched, watched it a little bit more. Show. I watched it a little bit more, but yeah, I got I got the best part. I got the halftime, and I got a little bit of uh, commercials. So here's the way I f- I got it done in my house because I wanted to watch the Super Bowl, and I wanted my family to be hanging. Around. I've been gone all week, you know yeah. what I mean? So I wanted to hang around. But like my kid really doesn't watch. I mean, he, he'll watch a little bit, but not a whole game. I mean, he's he's nine. I don't think I watched a whole game when I was nine either. And my my wife, you know, she, she'll watch a little bit of football too, yeah. but she used to watch more before we had Eli around, right? So in order to get them to watch, 
I made a squares, like I made a squares thing, but I only put their names on it. I didn't even put my own money on it. Okay. And then I let my kid pick a winner, and he had to use the point spread as well. And I put up like 50 bucks of my own money. I basically oh, became the, the house and, 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 and basically set them up to win 50 So my kid ended up winning $30, and my wife won 20 based on the squares wow. and, and, and the pick. Uh, so I think they had a good time. It kept them interested because, you know, they, there was some money on the line. But it did dawn on me at one point. I'm like, okay. I think this is a good idea. I'll keep my kid interested, and we'll all get to hang out and, and watch. And I'm like, I am teaching my nine-year-old to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, did I do a good yeah, thing? I think about that. Or have I, was, I really done bad? Well, I mean, I, he, I, I guess you're, you're teaching him skills. Those are life skills. It's life skills, I guess. But it's one of those things, you know, is it a slippier slope where you always have to pay for your kid to hang out with you? <laughs> That's even thinking about it that's that way. That's, slope. that's true. Like, hey, son, you want to go hang out and watch movies? Like, you're going to have to pay me 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. like, Dad, uh, well, last time we hung out for a few hours, it was 50 bucks. So I guess the going rate is about 25 an hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, Dad, where are we going to go? Want to go fishing? I hear that takes four or five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. That's great. Well, we had a good, we had a good All right, listen, halftime show. I'm going to ask you. I don't, know, I don't know how much of a halftime show connoisseur you are if you catch it every year. This was good. Okay, this was fun. I really. Yeah. I really did enjoy it. I really did enjoy yeah. it. But I'm going to say I still contend that I think Prince was the best one. Prince was great. I mean, he, he just had such a command, and, and the, the, the stage show was uh, bigger and better because it, it could be around him. I right. think I think when The weekend was that the Super Bowl, or what was his uh, yeah, show? Oh, yeah, The weekend where That, that was, was like, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That, that was, was good. absolutely fantastic. Uh, when they could build it around one person, that one person's movements um, – the choreography, it just works really well when it's done perfect. It, I, I think it gives you one of those impressions that you're just like, wow, that was just fantastic. But also, you got you to gotta commend the fact that there were a lot of moving parts in this particular one. The sets... Like almost too many though, right? That's, that's But that's the cool thing that yeah. me as like a, a theater person right. knowing what it takes yes. to, to, to move all that <laughs> stuff and get it together... Um, I was thoroughly impressed at, the, you know, a lot of the transitions were very, very seamless, you know. Um, uh, it, so in that sense that it wasn't the, the craziest, most elaborate set, but the fact that they were able to, they were climbing on it in one moment to, to jump down in between, to walk between different sections the whole time while the dancers are doing their things. Even that, you know, just having all the, the extras being able to make sure that they follow their cues and, and they're hitting their marks and stuff, but... When it boils down to it, I loved the Prince one. I loved. I thought it was just fantastic. The music obviously hit on another level. Yeah. But out of the songs they put on this one, there was only one song that I wasn't really the most familiar with. And of I course. Think it, was, it was like one of Kendrick Lamar's songs right. or whatever. I was like, I think I know this song. But as for the other ones, I was like, dude, this is like the hits hits of like our day, you know. Um so it was it was incredible. I thought Mary J. Blige did incredible. I, I know some people are questioning why she was there because I guess she's not really Cali, and I guess they were trying to keep it straight Cali or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I thought she fucking knocked it out of the park. Um, it was great. But, yeah, Prince Prince was a heavy – I mean, that's it's, it's going to be hard to suppress Prince because, one, he has the, the – the songs to back it up. Catalog's amazing. You know, I mean, his catalog is, it'd be like going out there and watching the Beatles go through like their greatest hits. And then and it stuff. actually rained while he's singing Purple Rain. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, that, I think I that he, added to it. Well, I hear he had, a, he had easily control. It. He, he had a, he had a one-on-one, uh, he's got to direct phone calls. He's to, like, bro. To the man. He was like, yo, yo, can I, I need it to rain at exactly this point. And if you don't, I'm not going to, Make another great song for We're you. We're going on at eight thirty, God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> make it happen. 
Uh, no, that one was. I thought it was great. Uh, Prince. I mean, it's going to be hard to top of that. I mean, if that's the the goalpost, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to ever beat that. It's tough, right? But I thought the weekend was incredible. His show, but that was another one where there was a lot of songs. That I was like, wow, I can't believe it. Um, I think someone that would do well, which maybe he has done it or something, but um, when Justin Timberlake did. Um, the, one of the music awards show, yeah, yeah. it went through his catalog, yep. and, I, and I started thinking like, "Holy cow!" Oh. I was like, "You start forgetting all the songs that he has," oh. you know. And I thought that was fantastic. So I don't know if he's done a Super Bowl, but if not, he would be. I think it'd be a pretty incredible. Well, one. he was he was the one that was with uh, Janet, Jackson. Janet Jackson, but, but I don't a, know if he did one on his. That was like he was like a baby. Back oh yeah, then. I mean that was all about Janet Jackson, you know. Um, but pretty interesting. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I don't know if anybody. To this day, I mean, it'd have to be somebody fantastic, like maybe maybe Tay Tay, because I love Tay Tay. <laughs> Could unseat Prince as the greatest Super Bowl halftime show oh, ever? Oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna be hard pressed. But um, I thought it was fantastic, though. I mean, I literally was like in a plane, but I was like, man, if I had Twitter right now, I would say I thought that that was really cool. But it hit me uh, on a nostalgic level, of course, yeah. And then the the, the production. I thought it was pretty uh, amazing. I even like Dre just playing his role. That even when Eminem's singing, and he's doing his thing. Dre's got that fake white, um, like mixing board, and you know, and he's doing his thing. He's holding his finger. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that Fuck, was pretty Dre cool. Dre staying in character. That was pretty cool. And then he hopped over and hopped on the piano. I was just like, gosh, I think people forget how talented that dude is. Amazing. Um, so no, it was good. But Justin Timberlake, by the way, I'll, I'll co-sign on that. My, my wife made me go to a Justin Timberlake concert one time, yeah. and I was like, oh man, because it was like a He's su- fantastic. It was man. a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night concert in Vegas where uh, we were flying home from an event. I don't remember which event it was, but yeah. we're always tired on Sundays, you know, because yeah. you're up the whole night. Fly home, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be a pain in my ass. Dude, it was good. He's amazing in concert. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. So if you if your girl ever wants to go take you to a Justin Timberlake concert, yeah, sign up. Don't feel bad. It was really good. Yeah, Bruno Mars might be another one to, to kind of challenge oh. the guys. What's yeah. that, what's that group that he's doing? That Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Holy cow, those yeah, motherfuckers yeah, yeah. are talented. Yeah, yeah. That shit's smooth. Like I listen to stuff like that. I'm like, that's the stuff I want to sing, but I don't got the voice. I would be digging. I, uh, Bruno might give, uh, knowing his catalog that he's starting to build and his energy level. Yeah, yeah. I can see him challenging Prince for the throne. As I well. agree. Well, listen. Thanks everybody for uh, joining in to Super yeah. Bowl halftime uh, roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. I should probably say this uh, This Super Bowl halftime show uh, discussion <laughs> is brought to you uh, by the fine folks of Legendary Spirits and uh, – or Legend Spirits, I should say, and, of course, what we're drinking today. You know, as you know, that Legend Spirits has taken care of us uh, over the past month and really been supporting them and made Roll Show with a supporting fine selection. Vocal. Oh, oh, just keeping them nice and smooth. And today, <laughs> it's the Legendary Duke. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah. Gotta love a little Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Saddle up again, pilgrims. John Wayne, or Duke, <laughs> to his family and friends, will endure as an American legend, a dedicated craftsman, and a patriot. Duke Bourbon is crafted utilizing John Wayne's love of a bold, smooth, full-bodied bourbon from a mm. recipe that until now was unknown Created from handwritten notes and bottles preserved for over 40 years in the family archives. Duke from the Duke himself? Saddle up, Pilgrim. Wow, I had no 
idea. Duke is distilled in Kentucky the old-fashioned way, incorporating the highest quality ingredients aged in charred new American oak barrels. We proudly present an American bourbon that embodies John Wayne's dedication to craftsmanship and quality. But, yeah, that is cool because, you know, we had the, 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 the legendary Duke tequila, which was incredible, right, the, the extra yolk. So good. But it did, you know, I'll be honest, at that point I hadn't researched the bourbon. I was saving the bourbon for later because I, yeah. I wanted to start with that extra yolk tequila. But even I wondered a little bit. I was like, what's the, what's the connection with, with John Wayne? Like, did you just yeah. – did you just want to use his name? That's all. But now, when you when you get the bourbon, that's when you find out. No, 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 no. This is not just a. We're just we're saddling up with the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, this came from a, you know the recipe, which is awesome. And this so was, what's the tequila? He, he just killed a lot of Mexicans in movies. Or yes, something? that was exactly what it was. <laughs> like, and, uh, it was like you know, a legal thing that yeah. they owed him that basically at this, this point. Is, this is kind of what we talked about <clears throat> when we had the te- uh, the tequila it was super super smooth but we talked about the, like the the barrels that they use when they age this stuff this is every bit the complete opposite where not in terms of like it's not smooth but in the fact that you could taste that smoky yeah this has that smoky barrel. oak barrel whereas yeah. that didn't because it was aged it's very bourbon it I was guess aged, it wouldn't be bourbon if you didn't have that that was aged in the wine barrels that's yeah. that's where that smoky flavor comes is aged. Yeah. so yes it's aged in those barrels so I mean it's, it's good. good but it's good dude literally everything they've had I, I had a uh, it's, it's been really good oh my gosh everything they have I'm telling you support them if you can find the product definitely go get it it's, it's worth it so far we haven't found a single thing where I'm like ah you know We'll say it's good just because, you know, we yeah. make it, but no, it, this is good. It man. wrecks your shit. Like, drank it and enjoy it, but just make sure you don't have anything else you have to take do that night. Take an Uber. Night. Take an Uber. <laughs> take an Uber. <laughs> and if you have stuff you have to do later that night, get it done before you, because it will wreck shop. Solid advice. Solid advice. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick uh, a couple of questions about USC 271. Not so much the results, but, you know, now I'm a part of the rankings committee, and so I, like, I feel like I'm, I feel more comfortable talking about them, right? I know the USC's official the rankings. The hankings. The USC's official hankings sometimes take a beating from people. And I understand yeah. why. But one of the reasons I decided to go ahead and start voting in them is I feel like if, if you're not doing anything about making them better, then then what's the point? You know what I mean? So why just gripe about, oh, man, who's voting in these things? Nobody's voting in them. Well, then go vote in them, right? If you're not part of the solution, then what's the point of complaining about it? I, think so, Dave, I love Dana's part of the night when everybody, somebody asks him about the rankings. And you guys like, are going to vote like, on it? that's you guys. You know, Literally he, nobody in that room <laughs> is voting on it. Now it's me. Now, I'm, now I'm one of the guys. So they've added some. All right, so here's, what I, here's, here's the ones that were, that were uh, kind of wild to me, and I'm going to be honest. And you tell me. Ty Tuivasa, I'm going to start with Ty Tuivasa, okay. jumped all the way up to number three. Yeah. I had him at number six. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's a – I think to me – it's a, it's, I, again, I, mean, it's I, a, it's I don't want to, I don't want to show you. What was he at before that? He was, was he down low? I want to say like 12, 19, 11, maybe right. or something. I mean, okay. he was, he was down pretty low. I, I feel like that's maybe he too was much. Ninth. I think he was ninth. So I still, so here's my, here's my heavyweight right now. Obviously, Francis Naganu is, is the champ, so he sits at the champ status. I have Cyril gone as, I still have him at number one. I know he just lost. Um, it was a fight I thought he could have won. Um, you know, that's the first loss of his career. So I have Cyril Ghan as number one. I have Stipe Miocic at number two. Um, obviously, you know, maybe has a better resume overall, but has not been nearly as active. You know what I mean? He's he's, yeah. he's not fighting frequently enough. So that's why I have him at number two. I have Curtis Blades at number three. I mean, and I know he lost to Derek Lewis, so I'm thinking maybe that's why some voters – Maybe that's why they put Ty over Curtis Blades because it's like, well, Curtis beat Derek 
and or, I mean, uh, Derek beat Curtis and Ty beat Derek, so maybe yeah. that's how. But I don't think you can do that. I, I don't think that's the way you look at. It. I think you got to look at head-to-head matchups. I think you got to look at total body of work. So I left. Kurt, I have Curtis Blades at number three. I have Alexander Volkov at, at number four. I have Jairzinho Rosenstrike at number five, and I have Ty Tuivasa at number six. Now. I can see argument over the Jarzinho one. That was a little bit of a stretch yeah. to me because Jarzinho's had some losses, but the losses are to Blades, Gone, and Ngano. So you're talking about literally those 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 top names up there, the champ, number one, number three. So I have Ty at number six. And to be honest with you, I, I think that clears out an awesome fight for Ty with Jarzinho. Maybe you could do Volkov. I think Volkov has a fight lined up right now, but if he gets by that. But I think Ty and Jarzinho would be a perfect stylistic matchup. But I don't know. I want to get your impressions because I'll be honest. When the rankings came out, so what we do is we submit our rankings, and then obviously they send them out. Um, and when I saw Ty Tuvasa at number three, I thought that was too high. So does that mean they just take the majority of what everybody is thrown in, and that's how they eventually settle on? It's a like a, it's like, it's like a, like a, like a, you know, you you move them all together, and there's like points for number, you know what I mean? How it's like 15 points for number one, or however you want to do that, and that's yeah. how it all comes together. Interesting. Um, I which, mean, I which, like- which which means that probably, which is that means that probably everybody had him at number three, other than me, or yeah. maybe even higher. I mean, that's a bit, that's a big jump, but you know, I mean. I like the names that you said. I mean, it does make sense. When you start throwing out some of those names, you know those guys have been doing work. You know, even Rosenstruck, you know, um, Blades. These guys are fighting the fights. But, man, um, I guess if it came down to, you know, outside of just even looking at the body work, like you said, if it's mano a mano and the head-to-head matchups, I mean, you're he took out the guy in fashion um, a lot better than anybody else that's faced him. It's true. Um and you would think that if it, if it was say if it was like a gladiator school, you know, where it's like it's kill or be killed. I beat the guy on top. Am I not now the guy on top? You know. Um, and I did. And you know what? I reflected that by dropping Derek Lewis all the way to number seven. So I have Ty at six. Yeah. And I have Lewis at seven. That, so he's at least below him. But it, but I mean the six makes. I mean six makes sense. I mean it does make sense. I mean if if he was only ninth and say he beat the number two or number one, I don't know if it's just a gut reaction that hates to see somebody jump up so high I think that, in one particular thing. I think that's but if part you beat, of me too. But if you beat the number one guy that's right behind that, – that was just challenging for the champion, just because you maybe even, you know, don't have maybe as many fights against the guys in the top five as others – you kind of cut the chase, you know. Right. You went straight to the. You went straight to you it. You went straight to the big guys and, and took them out. It is know? always tough. Like if you're number fifteen and you fight number two, like are you now number two if you beat them? It's, that's a tough one. I mean, right? That's, it's a tough pill to swallow because I think most of us realize that. I mean, for the rankings, it, it's always been over. Like you said, the body of work. You know, these multiple fights, multiple fights. But maybe in this, in the sense of sometimes when it comes to like the heavyweights, or maybe it's just those that are currying favor. I'm not opposed, and maybe they don't have to just waste a lot of energy doing multiple, multiple fights. If they just get in there and have, like, these incredible performance against the guys at the top, mm-hmm. who am I then to say, okay, well, you beat number three, but now since you've only had, like, one fight against a guy in the top five, you need to fight two more guys in the top five before I consider you that you're at number three. And then at some point it's like, well, you know, he already went out there and put on a perfect performance, and if he's firing right now, who's to say that that couldn't happen if he fought the champ? Right. I mean, granted uh, – Francis is fighting on another level right now. I wouldn't want to rush to be at the top of that division. I don't know if anybody at the top of that division right now, outside of just saying that they're getting a chance, um, wants to do it. Cyril was a guy that had all the all the the pedigree, the size, the just the 
the history of training that if there was anybody that had insight to possibly get past Francis, um, he was there. And Francis turned the page and is, is on a whole nother level right now. I love Stipe to death. Um, I don't see Stipe beating him. If they if they gave Stipe a rematch right now, Stipe is not going to beat him. There's nobody right now um, in the top five that's even with their best day that I would put money against Francis right now. Francis is firing so good. So I'm not opposed to shaking up the top five yep. just to let some more blood in there, you know, some new blood. What what Ty was able to do and when he just bit down on his mouth guard and just stood there and took everything that that our boy gave him and then, you know, gave it back even more so in those vicious elbows – I'm I'm willing to shake it up a little bit. I don't, you know, some of these guys going out there, you know, we I feel like we make them go through so many hoops when they put on particular in, impressive performances. Why not? I mean, it'd be one thing if he went out and beat number ten, and then beat number nine, and then we're like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, push him up too much. But he beat. He did beat the top guy. He beat the guy that was at the top, and I mean, I think right now if you put him against Cyril, I'm not so I'm not. I'm not so sure Cyril just gets him. You know, I think we would probably say, oh, Cyril he's going to wear pretty, him down. Cyril be a pretty good matchup. You know, he, he's going to wear him down. He's going to use his, his whatever. We see Ty. Ty doesn't get tired because the, the way the fight that he goes, I mean, he's he's not expending a lot of in, yeah. you know energy, and it's just about that chin. I mean, I would love to see that fight. But, I, I you know, as much as I love Stipe, I think Ty and his chin would beat Stipe yeah. right now. I think Curtis is the worst matchup for him, right? Curtis is the worst because his wrestling is so good and he's right. such a strong. And he doesn't care if you're booing him or like. Right. He will literally just grind. I will just get lay on you. That's Sorry. it. That's it. I, I mean, I'm, he here, just... I'm here to win my fight and collect my second paycheck. Right. So Styles makes fights. I mean, he would he would grind him out, but that's the kind of thing. I mean, if Ty could weather that and get up and get the fight and do some damage. I mean, he could easily knock him out. I think Volkov is a tough matchup for him too. Body types, you know, with so length or whatever. But that's a problem. But who? I but question I, Volkov anymore. I think I think I think Jerzinho would be a great fight for him. But you you know, I hadn't thought about could they put him as high as Cyril. But you know, with him being at number three, I guess you could put him with Cyril, and that might be a favorable matchup. At least it's somebody that's going to strike with you and not necessarily threaten you. It would be a good fight. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a good fight to give Cyril a chance to show that he's still. But also, what does that do? It one, it kills a, a person that they're trying to hype up and get a contendership, and nobody's rushing to see Francis versus Cyril again right no, now. No, I'm no, not. No, 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 you know, so no. you almost want you almost. <laughs> In Cyril's place, you have to give him somebody that's not maybe the next possibly hottest dude. Give Cyril, I don't know, I don't know who to give him uh, somebody to make him good, feel good again or something. I think, you, I think the tie matchup is not bad. I like. It's I not mean, bad. I like it. I like it just because. I mean, what you know, the UFC loves to strike while the iron's hot, right yeah. now. I mean, and the thing with Ty, I mean. Um, Dude, his stock is so high right it's, now. It's as high as it's – I mean, obviously it's going to get higher if he goes for the title. But the thing is, like, Ty, it's not even like he's, like, really chomping at the bit and saying, like, give it to me now, give it to me now. He's just having fun. He wants to enjoy himself. I think he's enjoying the ride. It kind of reminds me of, like, when Kevin Holland was just destroying dudes without really even trying. Right. I feel like we're getting incredible results from Ty with him giving us maybe – 70% of what I think he's capable right. of. He's winning off on pure heart and just grit. And I feel like Like what if he wasn't the only guy in the UFC that drinks more that than we do? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like the guy goes to the gym, 
has good sparring sessions and then goes and gets literally pissed like every other night. Oh, I love week. it. You're using the terminology. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he's just the kind of guy that, I mean, and maybe that's part of his strength, but I mean, at some point, you know, that will wear his body down. But, um, so I'm not, I, I don't mind the jump because, you know, he did beat, um, you know what sucks that he beat a, a good favorite of ours of in Derek Lewis, but there was um, not going to be a happy ending for that fight. For wow, yeah, I mean that was I don't a, like that was it. Happy I mean, ending, by the way, no, just because yeah. of what the connotation. There was not going to be a favorable <laughs> outcome yeah. for that fight for us, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, out of the guys up there, I'm not opposed to shaking it up a little bit. I, I think a lot of the divisions get really stagnant at the top because guys aren't trying to fight guys below and they're not really willing to kind of put it on the line at some point you just need to kind of push it but um it's hard to say okay you know oh he's number nine you're moving up to to number three or whatever like well he just dethroned number three you know you didn't dethrone number three sure you know so all right i'll say this uh, other thing i want to say about the rankings the middleweight Hankings. division uh, the Hankings, call it the USC okay. Hankings. Uh, the middleweight uh, top five matched mine exactly, which is Adesanya, of course, is the champion, yeah. leaving Robert Whitaker at number one. I mean, he's right there. Yeah. Jared Cannonier at number two. Marvin Vittori at number three. Derek Bronson at number four. I did struggle a little bit with Derek Bronson because I have Derek yeah. Bronson at four and then Sean Strickland at five. I struggled a little bit on whether I should drop Brunson below Strickland, but left him there. So uh, – Vittori, Brunson, and Strickland. And then my only difference is I actually have uh, Jack Hermanson in front of Paulo Costa, whereas the UFC rankings, the, the the group rankings, has Paulo Costa at number six. I actually have Jack Hermanson ahead of him. But just I feel like Paulo just, again, activity, you know. That's it. I mean, I, out, of last, sight, out of mind. That's it. I, mean? I, I have a So I have a spreadsheet that I use. It, this is like behind-the-scenes stuff inside baseball. But I have a spreadsheet that I use for the, for rankings that basically shows all the, 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 the last three years of all these fighters side-by-side because side, I like to visually see it because I can't remember everything. Yeah. And if you look in the last three years – Paulo Costa in the last three years, yes, he has a 13-2 and record, career record. I know that's probably more impressive than Jack Hermanson's 22-7. and But uh, Paulo Costa is 1-2 and two in the last three years. Yes, the losses are to Vittori and Adesanya, but, you know, the one win against Yoel Romero, who's not even, you know, um, not even around anymore in the U.S. So I I, I don't know. I, to me, I still have Hermanson at number six and, and, and Costa at number seven. But 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 I want to say my top five match there is exactly. And then the other thing, it's pretty good ones. The only well, the only other one I wanted to point out that I think was a mistake, uh, and it, it's not a, a very consequential mistake, but it's still I think a mistake. So uh, with Roxanne Modafferi retiring uh, or losing, wh- whether you say it's because you're, you're pulling her out because she retires or if you're pulling her out because she lost, that opened up a slot, right? So you're bringing in one person. And the, 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 the name that was brought in by the panel was Aaron Blanchfield, who I think Aaron Blanchfield is an absolute talent. Uh, but mine was Tracy Cortez, who actually beat Aaron Blanchfield in Invicta. And I think if you look at their career records side by side, you look at their win streaks that they're on. Yes, they both deserve to be in the conversation, but Tracy Cortez beat Aaron Blanchfield. So for that reason, I have Tracy Cortez at number 15 in mind, but it didn't register. So there you go. I uh, I, I, I kind of I think I want to talk about these rankings a little bit more. I, I didn't usually ever talk about the USC rankings because it's just people. I never talked about the USC rankings because people just you know pooped on them, I and I understand why. But I decided to take part in them because I thought you know if I can if, if if I feel I'm so much more of an expert and these people that are voting are not, at least I can be a part of it and try yeah. to make the rankings better. So uh, there you go. There you go.
I, I like I like the names of the, the, those 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 fives getting in there in the middle. I, I like seeing Strickland's name in there. I mean, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, you're right, man. Cannonier and Brunson, man, that was an interesting fight. But man, Cannonier, man, vicious. he looked really really good. And, and you hate to take stock away from Brunson, but man, I just I kind of interested to see where Strickland is, where if he's uh, a step above that. I mean, those two. I just tried to do a quick look, unless I miss it. They've never fought. That would have been interesting. Fight and you know, figure that'd be one of those ones where maybe Brunson would get his his hands in there and kind of do one of those, you know, sort of dirty, grungy hold him down. I don't think he's going to want to stand and strike with uh, Strickland. I don't even know if Cannonier is going to want to sit there and stand with strike, uh, fight with Strickland. But um, can't hold he can't he can't hold anything against these guys. I mean, that was it's a, that's a tough, tough, tough group of uh, fighters, but. Again, that's one of those ones, man. If people are getting these moves, you know, at some point you just almost have to shake it up a little bit or, you know, you get you get places where the champs just, I don't want to fight. I've already fought this person. Then it just gets stagnant. And at some point, you know, um, and who knows, man, the rankings have always been kind of weird because the UFC doesn't, you know, I think if maybe they had more control over it, then, then maybe they would have to book fights that made more sense in terms of Well, rankings. that's the thing is that they, the rankings, they can do whatever they want with them. It would be interesting if, like, you know, you were talking about, like, the big jumps and all that. Like, it would be yeah. interesting if, like, hey, the ranking comes out, uh, you know, one is obviously fighting the champs. That means two, numbers, so that yep. means two and three are fight fighting. Three. Four is going to fight five. Yep. Six is going to fight seven. But that ain't never going to happen. Never so. <laughs> Never All right, listen, busy, busy week in the, the combat sports landscape, especially uh, MMA-related. Of course, uh, Bellator is this weekend. We, uh, we we won't have anybody on-site in Bellator. I know Nolan King is on-site a lot for Bellator, but, of course, he was in Houston this past week. So we're not going to have anybody on-site in MMA Junkie, but we will, of course, cover Getting his Bellator. Big break. Yeah, that's right. Got the big opportunity there for him to come cover his first UFC event. Uh, BKFC, we will have Danny Segura there. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time breaking down BKFC by any stretch of the imagination, but I will say – you know, if you haven't given BKFC a shot, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, stump for them right now or whatever, but but look at this lineup. Mike Perry versus Julian Lane. Luis Palomino versus Martin Brown. Chad Mendez is in there. Britton Hart versus Christine Fajera, the, the, the rematch there, the title fight. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, Mike Perry, Julian Lane, Luis Palomino is a name that probably everybody remembers. Chad Mendez, the debut of Chad Mendez. Britton Hart versus Christine Fajera. It could be a, a, it's a grudge match. Uh, they do not like each other very much at all. Uh, but that's on uh, the BKFC app on Saturday night. And the thing is uh, about this one is it's not a pay-per-view. It's you sign up for the app, and it's four ninety nine a month. So that that lineup right there, you can technically get for four dollars and ninety nine cents. And if oh, you want to, if you want to, thank wanna, you, Dana. So that's not it's not pay. That's but not behind the paywall. It's not behind it. It's I mean it is behind the paywall, <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not thank a you, Dana. <laughs> it's only five bucks. I get it. I get it. It's I free. Get it. It's if, free. It's, if it's not it's fifty dollars, it's free. That's funny. All right, fair point. If there is some money involved in it. I see what you did there. There is some money involved in it, but it's not. They're not asking you fifty or sixty bucks. So I'm just yeah. saying. You know me. Uh, you know. Is I, it a one-time deal or is it like a subscription? It's a subscription thing, but you can cancel your subscription if you yeah. want. So it's up to you. But if you want to keep it, all their fights will be on there for just that fee. All their fights, unless they do a pay-per-view. So yeah, it's five. Oh, it's wow. unless they do a pay-per-view. Which, Aren't they always? No, they, they they do like these these big ones, but like their yeah. normal stuff, they'll they'll be on there. So anyway, just throwing it out there. So if in the past you've been like. Oh, I was gonna watch BKFC, but it was fifty bucks. I don't want to spend fifty bucks. You don't have to spend fifty That's bucks. That's much it's more fine. manageable price. That's a good price point, right yep. there. And we'll have uh, we'll have Danny Segura out there, so we will have full coverage of maybe Junkie. So if you don't want to, uh, I totally understand, but we will have coverage for you. Because um, that's what we do. That's exactly what we do. Uh, uh, and, by the way, uh, let's throw it out there. PFL Challenger Series debuts on Friday night. Yes. And listen, man, 
They're not going to have this very often. Fubo? But I thought, bro, okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where to find Fubo yet. I'm going to find it this week. Yeah. I got to figure that out today or tomorrow. So um, I did I did just buy Check your smart TV. So here's the thing. Your Roku, I, your I just I don't I, even think Apple TV has it. I, oh, that's interesting. So I just bought a new TV. Um, it might have I it. just bought a new TV. And, no, actually, uh, it came with – You bought a six, fucking widescreen. You bought what was – Taking off the 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 Dallas day, Dallas was like uh, Jerry Jones was like I don't need this anymore. Will you take I, this? I'm not gonna lie, dude. I spoiled myself a little bit. So I was uh, talking to your boy about it last night. I was like, it's as big as you. He's like, it's as big as you. And I was like, <laughs> it's not quite that big. So but I, <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I splurged for a uh, a 75 inch. That's true. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 really big. It's it's uh it's damn I'm, Jerry I'm Jones. Oh my god, I'm Jerry Morgan. It. it is. It's it's yeah. It's like Jerry's world in there. It's like the Texas Stadium and. <laughs> there it's AT&T uh it's nice but I did notice uh it comes with a I think I want to say maybe it's three months maybe it's six months I can't remember but I remember getting an email because I bought it from Best Buy and had it delivered and then like as part of the package like they sent me an email that like you uh can get I can't remember if it's three months or six months but free uh Fubo uh sports network or whatever so I'll be honest with you I don't know I don't know exactly where to f- I guess it's like its own app I, so I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. learn I'm gonna learn along with y'all this week but I did I just wanted to point this out well, first of all I know that, personally speaking, we're both at least excited to see Josh Silvera in there, right? I mean, Conan, oh, yeah. Conan Silvera's son. We've we've watched his rise up the ranks. We've we've watched his rise uh, up LFA. You know, double double title holder in LFA, and now we're seeing this. And look, Conan's just one of the best dudes in the sport. He's I one mean, of the nicest guy ever. He's he's literally the giantest, biggest dude, but he is like the nicest. Uh, kindest person and the best thing I could ever say and I don't know if I've actually told him I once and this is uh, the being uh, one of the greatest of my life's achievements somebody once mistake me for him at, what at, 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 uh, I don't even think I knew this at, it was when we were uh, you know what the it was Wolfgang Punks Pucks it's funny because it was while I was eating so I like they, Wolfgang they didn't get, Punks by they, the way they didn't, get to, they didn't get to see me actually standing they probably would have not <laughs> thought that I was actually him but somebody that knew him it was after a media day or something where they had the lunch there at mm-hmm. um, Wolfgang Pucks yeah where they used to do that Punks. yeah yeah we'd have media meals and somebody there. walked by and she doubled back and she peered her head in she's like I oh Hey, and I was like, hey, what's up? You know, just thinking it was like a fan of Junkie or whatever. She's like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my friend. I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not your friend. Who's your friend? She's like, Conan Silvera. I was like, shut <laughs> up. My beard was a little bit beard. bigger I can see at it the time. The yeah, it's, it's with the beard and stuff. Yeah. So we're both big, jolly, happy, smiley guys. But he's a scary, jolly, happy guy. He is. Uh, but he is literally um, – he's always been so super nice and kind to MMA Junkie. But the fact that uh, his son – Obviously, doesn't fall far from the, no. the, the the apple tree there. I I talked to his son. I talked to Josh. It's the first time I talked. We had obviously watched him fight, but I had never spoken to him. Yeah. But but I interviewed him when this whole first thing was announced. It was really interesting to hear. You know, I was like, dude. I mean, talk about like growing up. He's like, dude. He's like, I I didn't know that like everybody didn't do this. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, this was just my family life. He's like, you know, like growing up and there's all these legends, you know, on, you know, on the mats and the Gracie family. Yeah, and like, Vitor imagine who he and, grew up around. Oh, yeah. That's just ridiculous. He's like, I don't, he's like my first jujitsu class. He's like, I don't, I don't remember. He's like, my, he's like, my dad used to like carry me around in his arms, like teaching jujitsu. He was like, yeah. I, he's like, I, and he, he got to a certain age and he was like, I just thought, Everyone did this. Like, I thought everyone knew jujitsu, and of course, if you think about his age, you're talking about a while. But I mean, more and more people are doing yeah. jujitsu, but they didn't. So big opportunity. So I'll be tuned in. Obviously, it's this new format where they're you know kind of looking to secure a PFL contract. But I will say this: 
And I don't think it's going to happen a whole lot, but they picked the perfect date for their uh, their their debut because it's Friday night. This is a weekend that has UFC, Bellator, one of the biggest BKFC shows that they can put together, um, and yet those are all on Saturday. Fight yep. Pass, there's nothing on Fight Pass on Friday night. Like so, it's I mean they've got a clear runway for the MMA fans. So I will say. If you're thinking about maybe giving this a shot, if you can find a way to get football, like I said, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't know where to get it. Uh, I'm going to sign up for it uh, today or tomorrow, so I'll be ready and I'll, I'll be signed up. But um, this will be a, a perfect weekend to check it out because there's nothing else going on Is PFL on, on ESPN? Still? PFL is on ESPN. I'm really surprised, man, that with as much content as they like. That they that, wouldn't that take they in this wouldn't, too. That they didn't pick it that is kind of interesting. I'm curious about that as well. I, I know that like um, – Wow. I wonder if they ask for money to to put it together, and ESPN's like, "Oh, we already putting enough money on the actual." I, I show. think I think my understanding maybe, and, and let's make, it might not be a deal where, and I don't know this again. I don't know the inner workings of how this worked, but I do know that Fubo has like a, a gambling component to it as well, or at least they're working towards having like a gaming gambling type aspect to it, where it's like live, online, real time gambling yeah. and stuff. And so I wonder if it wasn't a situation where PFL was like, hey, ESPN, do you want this? Nah. Okay, we'll go somewhere else. Or if it was more like Fubo who wants to get into this saying, yeah. hey, man, here's what we got. What do you think? Can you provide us something? Because it is weird. But, I mean, look, dude, if you can have – it's one of those weird things, right? Like, on from on the one hand, it's a little bit confusing from a from a, a viewer's perspective. Like, I don't know where all your stuff is. I mean, we used to see – That's even, the most confusing part. We used to part. see it with – remember even yeah. the UFC, it was like – well, you're going to catch the so early prelims on this channel. FX. The prelims yeah, are on that yeah. channel. It's confusing. Spike. But if you think of it, but if you're yeah. if you're a business, if you're the PFL, to think that I'm getting rights fees from two different companies, that's 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 a good place to be. Yeah. Except for the except for the consumer confusion. Yeah, I mean the con- consumer confusion, and usually if if somebody's buying you outright for the exclusive rights to all your stuff, that's a decent amount. I wonder if it's a matter of yes, you're getting two bits, but you know you're getting smaller numbers because you were able to to to, to spread it out or something. But regardless, um, it could have just been that the fact that the ESPN is like we want this, but we just can't possibly find a way to sandwich it in with other stuff that they're already kind of doing on right. the, the the plus platform. Like we can't have a contender series and a challenger series. Yes, because then I think that there would be confusion with that. Somebody would be like. Wait, didn't I just watch this show? And like, no, 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 that was the UFC. It would be funny if they were like, yeah. "This is Pete Murray's maybe contender series." Maybe boils down to that. Maybe, it, yeah, maybe it just, yeah, maybe it just boils down to the fact that they thought it would be confusing, or the UFC is like, "You already have this show. You know, do we need to have another show with fighters trying to fight for a contract?" Where have I heard this before? Yeah, you right. Know? Hmm. So maybe it's more of that. This, maybe no, this it, is a wholly unique concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ours starts with PFL, not UFC. <laughs> duh. Um, it is. It is. So again, and they're not contenders. They're challengers. Now it is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, <laughs> like uh, Tyron Woodley's involved, Vitor Belfort involved, Ray yeah. Lewis involved. Um, great and, people. And, I mean, it's great people to have involved. From, with it. from what I understand, like a fan vote is part of it as well. Like I don't think it's. I, I don't think the whole decision is fan voting, but I, I think the uh, fan voting is a big part of it too. So oh no, I'm, I'm anxious to see. I'm gonna. I'm tuned in on Friday. That could be interesting. I, I hope. I, yeah, that's good. I just. Sometimes when I like sometimes when I yeah sometimes when I watch shows that have the 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 fan aspect it just you get that kitschy little moment where you're watching and you want the show and they're like hey this was great but this is great but we'll be back but here turn pick up your phones dial this number do whatever and I'm just like oh well, is that ki- oh this is on. I can't oh, I shouldn't even say it. Oh, there was a kid on American Idol I can't remember his name there was a yeah. kid on American Idol that sucked and he made it like all the way to the finals because, of the, because of the people vote. kept like voting him in like. I, but I guess I mean, but I guess if that's the 
if that's what they're hoping for, I mean. But hey, if the fans are interested, if right? If the fans are interested, I guess the fans have spoken, you know. But hey, man, uh, it's something new. It's a new take. Uh, we've been saying it for a while, watching the Ultimate Fighter and other stuff. We're like, how can you switch it up? How can you do something new? They're here's here's a new, new take. Here's they're a new take. You know, new. they might have something within this show that knocks it out of the park, you know. So I'm interested for, for that aspect. Uh, and I like the people they got involved with it. And, uh, I mean, PFL has been doing great things. Um, they've been putting on some good good events. and uh, Their I broadcast mean, team is solid. broadcast team is solid. You got to think that this, it's going to be something interesting. But still, man, this, you know, I think all of us – that are in this bubble are like, man, where is there any time to fit something else in? But well, they're somehow listen, doing man, it. that's 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 the key, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look, we struggle to watch everything, and we're paid to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're paid to watch everything. Yeah. So I am curious how this thing is going because if it doesn't make a splash, man, it's hard to cover. And, and especially and on and a different that, platform. Well, especially on a different platform, and especially yeah. on a platform that I'll be honest with you. I don't know much don't, about, and I get it. And you have to find, I'm, like, where I'm to old. watch Fubo. I get it. I'm old, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe maybe Fubo is, like, the hottest thing on, like, I, I don't know. So In I terms of streaming it. platforms, I mean, they are they are established. They are out there. They have been on stuff. In fact, I think um, there was a time where, you know, with the USA Today Sports streaming and stuff, I think I – think, Junkie, we had a channel on Fubo for there for a while. Now I think it's just Sports all right. Player. Well, I, I, what I meant to say is the f- the fantastic <laughs> platform of Fubo Sports Network. Uh, I mean, it's, it's that IPTV man. It is it's the it's the new wave. I mean, like I don't you don't have cable. I don't have cable. It's 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 the way to be. I mean, I think things getting away from just the broadcast norm. Um, that just people. It is, but you know what? This is the buy-in. I guess what the difference is, you're right. I don't have cable, but what I do have is every channel I used to have on cable delivered to me a different way, right? Yeah. Like I've got right. – I mean, obviously Netflix would probably be the outlier. That would be the exception, but that thing has become like universal. Like everybody yeah. knows Netflix. But I have like HBO Max. It's yeah. just, I have Showtime anytime yeah. or whatever. Like that's just Showtime. I have DirecTV streaming or whatever. It's, I mean, it's literally just – Everything I had before, I just have it via a streaming platform. Whereas this is just a whole like there. I don't, as, as I understand, I don't think there is like a a lineal network to maybe. I don't even know. No, I'm I mean it is. It's, it's, it's all it's all like it's all just a streaming channel, and you, and you just need like an app to either a smart TV or like a Roku. I don't think Apple TV has it. That's interesting. Um, to interact with it because I have Apple TV. You pull TV it up and then you'll house. see like channels in it and all the other kind of good stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I mean it's good for Fubo. I mean like I think when I look at when I go through a lot of those platforms, nothing's driving me to Fubo. I usually find myself going there because I can't find anything on all the other. After I've exhausted all the other means, if I look on Netflix, oh I can't find anything. Oh Hulu, oh, which is insane to say like I can't I find anything on Netflix. It's like I can't really. find something. <laughs> I mean there's always something, but then you're just like you're just waiting for something like to to like just jump out at you and then at some point you know you're like okay well i'll try this fubo let's see if we see anything but now with them doing this they're asking and it's going to be on them it's going to be a big lift on them to re-educate or educate people that there is this fubo platform uh to go watch these things because there's a lot of channels a lot of stuff i think that people forget that are going there or it's uh other channels that exist elsewhere that are also getting dumped in this area 
um, it's a big ask to ask people to go to another platform. Yep. So I hope it works out. But if the content's good enough, I mean, I think we all be, you know believe and people, understand. People will, people drive will to go. It. People yep. will go. If you tell me this awesome show, I mean, that's the whole reason why we get some of these other ones. Like when uh, Game of Thrones was on Showtime or whatever, and you didn't have Showtime, but you wanted to watch a show. What do you do? You go out and you get it, you know. So if it's good enough, it'll drive people to it. So regardless, I mean, I'm just glad PFL. I mean, for a while there, I felt like we were like, is PFL going to be around? Here Feel they like are. They're strong. Feels like they're now they're strong. making new series. I yeah. mean, like, good for them. I mean, and, and it's giving fighters other platforms to go out there and put – Make money. Compete. Make money. I mean, and they have, if not, you know, the greatest or the, the, the second greatest upcoming or, or like, women's female fight. Well, maybe they will have her. We'll see. <laughs> maybe they we'll will. We'll see, right? Dana Segura was down there talking to Why Kayla Harrison. She's, she's like, man, I don't know what's happening. It's uh, That'd be an interesting conversation again for another time, you know, because I'm, I'm a little surprised that that hasn't been settled at this point. My understanding is they threw a very lucrative contract at her. Like, they yeah. want to keep her. Yeah. Um, and as they should. I as, mean, as they absolutely should. So I don't know what yeah. the holdup is. I'm not sure if it's, you know, because I wouldn't think it'd be, like, length of contract because she seems to me like she doesn't want to sign for more than, like, a year. A year. You know year what I mean? Time, like she right? Like, that's one thing she liked is that, like, hey, I could sign this deal and then I could still go to the UFC next year. I could still go to Bellator next year. I could yeah. still go wherever. So I don't know if she's here what the, what the holdup is. Uh, all right, listen, we're uh, covering UFC Fight Night 201 this week here in Las Vegas. Of course, we did Media Day today. Uh, by the way, uh, back at the Apex with no mask on, man. That was uh, incredible. I'm just going to say. Seeing I, people for the first time without, like. That's what I was going to say. I know this sounds weird. Like, listen. <laughs> I walked in and saw the security guy. I was like, oh, so that's what you look like. Right? I literally <laughs> said, I thought I had the same thing. Like, listen, I, I, uh, I mean. How I, funny is I that? have, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, not, again, we, we don't get political and all that. We try to just have fun and drink beer and talk fights. But, like, the mask thing or whatever, like, it never bothered me. Like, yeah. it is what it is, whatever. I'll wear a mask. But now that it feels like we're towards the end of this thing, and now that, you know, now that, like, we literally just got back from Texas where nobody wears a mask, now that we Doesn't go to Arizona, like, yeah, it is kind of just nice to not have to deal with it. So I brought my mask today just in case because I wasn't yep, sure. In my pocket. Um, but that literally was the first one. I'm literally like, I forgot what you looked like. I forgot what you looked like because yeah. it's like people that just like because the staff there they don't get to take their masks off. Like we get to take our masks off because we're speaking into microphones and yep. we're doing interviews. They the staff doesn't like, tell me to put it back on. I'm not coming to the next one. <laughs> wow, cool, But it was it was fun to see people. Um, I will point out just for anybody that's curious, you know, we don't know yet about weigh-ins and we don't know yet about uh, fight night because. It's not just a USC decision. It's a Nevada State Athletic Commission yeah. decision as well. And so from my understanding is they're still trying to figure out all the details. So we don't know. We may no, have to wear masks. They, we may not. I don't know. They won't. I mean, I, they're they're so in tune with, like, the governor. Like, if the governor's like, don't worry about it, I'm telling you no indoor masks. That's mask a good mandates. point. You're right about that because they're government I mean, appointed. I mean, they're government appointed by the governor. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like, a great point. So it's got to be no. I, I think it's got to be fine. And I think there was even a point, too, where they, they were uh, good with it. I remember I talking. About that. I remember I talking that. to the commission. The commission being like, "No, we're good. You know, we're not asking whatever." But then, as soon as the governor was like, "Okay, the mandate's back or whatever," and then they started doing that line. And now that uh, the new man is in charge, well, he's the new executive, whatever. He's executive. He's officially in. Yeah, Jeff so, Mullen is now officially yeah, in. Yeah, so maybe we can director. lean on him. But I mean, I know last week he came in. Uh, he wasn't wearing one. Um, we were here point. last week. 
one of the last wings that I saw. He wasn't wing. He wasn't. I don't think he, when he first came in, he didn't have one. By the way, I, shout out to Jeff Mullen. I just, I, I, I think He's we've talked about nice it before, dude. but I'm telling you right now, I am so happy that Jeff Mullen is the executive director now of the Nevada yeah. State Athletic Commission because I'm telling you, this dude A is incredibly nice, yeah. incredibly accessible, yeah. incredibly passionate about mixed martial arts. Like I would honestly yeah. say, I've been in Vegas. Uh, I moved to Vegas in 2008. So I guess 13 and a half years at this point that I've been, you know, attending commission meetings and watching. He is, and this is no disrespect to Keith Kaiser. This is no disrespect. I actually liked Keith Kaiser a lot. I, Kaiser I liked, was fine. He was a great dude. I like Bob Bennett a lot too. Bob yep. Bennett, we always said like, Bob Bennett's passion was more boxing than MMA. He wasn't yeah. bad, but he's still a nice dude. He's a nice dude. But I'm telling you right now, Jeff Mullen is so passionate about MMA and so knowledgeable about MMA. I think, again. I think Keith Kaiser knew about it, but not in the way that Jeff Mullen does. I think yeah. Bob, ben Bob Bennett knew a lot more about boxing than yeah. he does than me. Jeff Mullen, I'll be honest, I don't know what his boxing knowledge is, but I don't cover boxing, so I'm not worried about yeah. it. But I'm just saying, for MMA, I'm, I'm I feel so like got, happy that he's yeah. the guy. I feel like we got one that's on our team Yep, in there. That's in, funny, in the right? right spot. He's on our team. He's on the MMA and the fact team. That, I mean, like, they can easily, like, he's the guy that you guys, you guys are like, who the hell is this guy you're talking about? If you watch any of our recent weigh-ins at the UFC Apex, he's the guy doing the weight. Yep. He could easily have some other dude out there. Absolutely. I mean, Bob would show up. I mean, and I like Bob. I don't want to make this sound like I'm, like, picking him out. Bob would show up for the big ones. Bob rolled in for the title. He rolled for the big ones, and that was it, you know. <laughs> um, but Jeff's in there doing – he's there week in, week out, yep. you know, like, doing what needs to be done. I mean, I think you could tell by the, the staff around they enjoy him, they respect him. Um, I know we enjoy him and we uh, respect him. So, yeah, I'm super stoked for that. But, yeah, I mean, when it boils down to it, um, the governor's kind of went and said this is this is how it is. So I assume that the, that the commission will, will follow suit. It's up to – it'll be up to, you know, when we get back to, uh, you know, T-Mobile or whatever, then I think it'll be a joint between the venue and the commission. Because the venue can still say something, right? Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, the, the Apex may still say – no, you still have to wear them. But it's and the they're Apex. Completely I'm thinking like T-Mobile. I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. The Apex is not going to say anything. Yeah, sorry, T-Mobile. I misspoke there. Yeah, T-Mobile might yeah. still say like, no, we still we still know. So we'll know about that, I guess. And who for, knows? For maybe if the commission's like, I don't think you need it. Maybe T-Mobile like, you're right, but T-Mobile's going to have their staff. I, I don't I don't see how their staff anytime quickly because they've been jump. They made everybody jump through so many hoops, which is what you were supposed to do. I'm not trying to say like, I know a lot of people now are like, oh, you know, you're still wearing a mask and after all this shred, there's some people that are just so fucking hateful and evil out there, whatever. Like they want to discount all the, the deaths. And now I'm trying not to be political or whatever, but T-Mobile and a lot of the staff at MGM and all them for so long, the past year, two years have been jumping through these hoops, even just to maintain work, you know, doing what they need to do oh to keep working. God. So for them to do a quick, uh, 180 on all that, I don't see that happening as quick in their, in their, uh, just because they've been drilling people. I just don't see them because I feel like they would have to admit if you can quickly just say, oh, we don't need it right now, even though you, it was this, 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 like as of last week. Mm -hmm. Were you guys wrong in making it that way? You know, so I can see them doing a slow, gradual release at like T-Mobile. But as for like the, the Apex, I'm half expecting that Friday we're going to go in there. Oh, it's, it's, I hadn't thought about the government it's, it's appointment all, thing. That's 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 a great point. I I, yeah. I bet you're right. By the way, in honor of episode number 360, I just want I just want to go ahead and say because you said that they're doing a a 180 right there. I want to say one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when people say I did a complete 360 on that. Have you ever heard people? Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, then you're going back in the same. You're right in the same place. I hate. I've heard I, you start like, making me doubt. I'm oh like, no! Did I say the no, wrong thing? No, you said it. I'm, I'm dude over. 
I, I know that's random as hell, yeah. but I, that is my. I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life is people say like, "Oh yeah, man, I I've done a complete 360 on that." Like, yeah. so you're still facing the same direction, are you? Yeah, at that, that point, you then yeah, because if you just spin in a circle, you're not moving any you didn't direction. Change anything. <laughs> you you just stayed still. All right, let's talk about UFC Fight Night 201. Uh, we did have media day earlier today. That was before we broke open the bottle of that Duke's Duke. Kentucky Straight Bourbon it's whiskey. It's solid. It's going down smooth right now. Uh, main event: Johnny not Walker versus Tequila. The extra Yale tequila, the extra Yale tequila is on another level. It was on another level, on right? Another. This is like, this is really good bourbon. I though. know you like bourbon, I'm, and I, I like, like whiskey as well. But which do you like between the two of them? Like, if you had to lean, if you had, I'm putting okay. a bottle of this and a bottle of that. Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd, gra- I'd grab the I'd grab the extra Yale tequila. Like this is <laughs> oh good. My goodness. And I I didn't drink yeah. that much bourbon until I lived in Lexington, Kentucky for a year. It's, it's more of an acquired taste. When, I feel like I I, I like the bourbon. palate. The palate. The the my palate. Like on this, I, I get much more of a range of like it's hitting more spots because it's just the smokiness and one flavor. You know, you're getting the oak, you're getting all that other stuff. And I mean, like, I have to feel like I have to sit down. Like, if, if you're like, hey, I'm breaking out the bourbon, I'm like, oh shit, let's uh, sit I, down. Dude, let's I sit love down. Let's, I lo- let's talk. Let's I have like a cigar. After you know? I, after I want I, a cigar with this. Oh, cigar with this would be solid. Tequila, I'm just like, let's just fucking dance. But that's naked. <laughs> Remind me not to come over here when you're drinking tequila again, but uh, yeah, no, I you know, no. After I you left, shit got really weird here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you waiting until I walked out the door. Uh, no, this is a really good bourbon, and I like bourbon a lot. But I will be honest, you're you're 100 right. But 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 the only reason being that extra Yale tequila is on another level. So like, Unreal. I'm, I'm dude, I'm totally happy I wonder drinking what this. this. Is like retail. totally happy drinking this. But do you know what this one is? Retail? I, I don't, but it's it's it's, it's it, so. I mean, it, it's it's really good. And again, that's just personal flavor. Like, but I think any any night when you go out and you start drinking liquor, you know, you you want to kind of. You decide where your buzz, oh, where well, you want your buzz th- to go, and what. Th- this is know. more of a normal. This is this is more of like a like a forty forty five dollar. Still a good bottle of whiskey. Still a good bottle of whiskey, but I mean, it's not that you know, it's not that. Should I go? I love Jameson. Jameson at the supermarket's like twenty eight bucks. Right. This is like twice the cost to that. Yep. So obviously, like they're putting some some work and stuff. I mean, it's everything delicious. the Legend Spear has done so far is awesome, man. I, I think they're official uh, sponsor of uh, Cage Fury Fighting Championships as well. Just say, and uh, we appreciate their kindness here <laughs> yeah. at the MMA Road Shows. All right, let's talk about Johnny Walker versus <laughs> speaking of liquors. Let's talk about Johnny Walker like, versus Jamal let's Hill. Of another liquor. Actually, you know what? No, in honor of Legend Spirits, we're not talking about Johnny Walker at all. To yeah. hell with him. We're just talking uh, about now. <laughs> uh, Jamal Hill. Listen, uh, intriguing, uh, intriguing light heavyweight main event. Um, man, here's what's really intriguing to me is, you know, Johnny Walker one and three in his last four. Man, this is a guy yeah. that just, I mean, it felt like the world was his. You know, people were, people were like, man, this dude might be the guy to unseat John Jones. And now yeah. I feel like that's fallen off, and understandably so. I didn't know, and I, and I, I apologize because I probably missed this. I, I, man, there's so many things going on. Um, because I did think his his final couple rounds last time against Tiago Santos, he looked very flat. And today he yeah. explained, he's like, "Well, yeah, I broke my foot, you know what I mean." And I didn't, he's like, I didn't say anything to anybody. Like his about big toe or something? He broke. He broke his foot. Was it just the whole foot? I get. I mean, I'm assuming like the arch of it or something. Yeah. But but Ouch. anyway, I mean, even hell, even if it's your big toe, try supporting yourself with a broken big. It's hard. I could but, be combining other foot injuries. You never know. But I, I don't know. Sucks. So that so that that is a little bit eye opening to me. And he even said, you know, he's coming off surgery. He's coming off a year away. Um, it, it wasn't him. Meanwhile, you have Jamal Hill, who, um, man, I, I felt like Jamal has a, a chip on his shoulder right now, which I, I kind of like. You know, I feel like he's like, dude, people keep disrespecting me, and I'm not, I'm not okay with that. You know what I mean? I, like, I am that guy. Just because I lost one fight to Paul Craig, I had one bad night, 
uh, I feel like people are disrespecting me, and, 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 and that's not all right. So um, this, of course, was not supposed to be the main event. It was supposed to be uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazeev. Uh, that got moved to, to USC 271. So now it's your, it's your new main event. They are going five rounds. Neither of them seem to have an issue with that. Um, I did pick Jamal Hill coming into this, but I kind of wonder, especially now knowing, because I'll be honest with you, I watched that last performance, and I thought, man, this guy had a year away, and, and, and this is what he's got. Like, I, I felt like, did this move to SBG Ireland? Like, are, are they trying to coach he the craziness out of him? Move, man. Yeah, well, that's – but I watched that last performance. I thought, are they trying to make him, like, different? Are they trying – Yeah. And now More I find out he – how they fight. Now I find out he broke his foot in the fight. Like, I, that kind of changes me for a little bit. So I went with Jamal Hill. I will say after doing the media day today that I'm kind of wondering if, okay, maybe I was a little too quick to write off – uh, Johnny Walker in this particular situation. I, I, I don't know. What, did, 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 what, what, what was your take coming in? Did anything change today? I mean, I picked Jamal as well, and I think it's just because I just, you know, he's the guy that people were overlooking and just goes out there and he does fantastic stuff. And, uh, you know, he's powerful. He's got great hands. He's not the biggest guy, you know, so I kind of – and I just – I don't know. I just like him. I, I like how the, the staff sort of rallied around him, and I think maybe – collectively that helped push him more in my mind as well because everybody else is just so high on this kid. Mm -hmm. But, man, regardless of that, when I saw Johnny walk in, Johnny is just ginormous, Specimen. Specimen. He is, I mean. And, by the way, how about the fact that he is actually younger than Jamal Hill? I did not know that. Which I I did know that Jamal, I think people forget I knew they're both not old by any means. I think people forget a little bit that Jamal is 30 because a lot of people talk about, like, he's – you know, he's only got 10 fights. A lot of people talk about him being yeah. the future. And so I think when you think of him, because I've caught myself a couple times, like thinking, what is he, like 25, 26? And you go, oh, he's 30, which isn't old, but it's no. a little further along. But it is funny because I was asking Johnny Walker. He's just starting to get man strength. He really is, man. He's, he's starting to settle in. Whereas, you know, and, and, and obviously it's tough because Johnny English is a second language. But I did wonder if he felt similarities. Like, I feel like Jamal is kind of that guy that's got the buzz right now. Whereas Johnny used to be the guy that had the buzz. But and, and, and you know now he's now Johnny's a little bit more of a veteran you know and and, and I asked was, him and Johnny was like he's like by the way I I am younger than I'm him younger and I was like him. I know that I wasn't saying that but but, but 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 he's right I mean I like the fact that Jamal you don't see him go out of the uh, out of nah, out of character is not the the right word but he doesn't throw a bunch of silly stuff just to throw silly stuff mm-hmm. everything he does out there he's very calculated he's very powerful with his hands um, I don't see him putting himself out there to make some of the mistakes that these guys that go and try to do something flashy just to be flashy. You know, he's not going to throw a spin, you know, spin keel. And he even talked about it today. He's like, yeah, that stuff's great. And, yeah, if it catches you, uh, it can knock you out. It yeah. can knock me out. But it's just a waste of energy. How a long time can you I do just, that? Yeah, how long can you do that? Keep trying. Keep doing it again. You want you want to do another jumping knee? Do another one. Do another one. Oh, I see it on your shirt. You Obviously, you must like them, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, no, I mean – I still, I still feel confident in that pick. I did like everything that Johnny said, though. Um, if the fact that he did have an injury now, he's coming back 100%. If his mind is right, I love the artistic side that he's, you know, being able to, you know, not just live in this bubble to where he's not, you know, maybe he's going to overtrain or maybe just get in there and, and blow the moment. Um, but, man, that size, it's – it's when that weigh-in happens, I mean – and maybe maybe Jamal is one of these times that you know that when I see him up against Johnny, he won't look as big. But 
maybe it's the way he was sitting at the desk today, kind of relaxed, laying on, you know, kind of leaning forward on the desk. Johnny was just, when he came in and sat down, I was like, man, do we need to get a smaller chair so he's not as high up? He was right. just a big dude, you know. So I think when we see these two at a weigh-in, I think the, the difference in size is going to be one of these things where people might start doubting themselves. But when it comes down to it, I think I, I'm willing at this point to stick with the pick because I, I just – I don't know. I just want to believe uh, that Johnny uh, – I'm sorry, that Jamal uh, is just firing and he's hungry. Like he said, he's a hungry lion. And he's here with his kid. And uh, we know nobody wants to lose in front of their kid, you know. Definitely so he's going to go out there wanting to throw down. And I just liked his, I just liked his attitude today. I liked his, I uh, his energy level. Um, I like, so I like with him. I, I like a little chip on the shoulder. Yeah, I like a little chip I, on the I, shoulder. I do too. So I, I'm, gonna, I think I'm, unless I see something crazy that would maybe make me change my mind, which I don't see why. I'm, I'm gonna ride with Jamal for this fight. I like it. Co-main event: Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Piggott. A, of course, I'm gonna homer for Kyle Dawkins, CFSC veteran. By the way, a catch weight of 195 pounds. Just in case you weren't aware, and that, and that wants to factor into how you think about the fight. Be aware, it is 195 pounds. Jamie Piggott, of course, uh, stepped in on on short notice after Julian. Marquez was, was was forced out of this fight. Um, Kyle Dawkins has been through like a weird stretch. You know, he had that big why win over Julian Kevin. Why, why did he? Why was don't he? Don't know. Don't know. I, I haven't heard specifics on the reason. I think just injury. Just wondering. I didn't know if I just missed it. I was like, I don't remember hearing why. I, I don't remember hearing specifics. I, if I missed that, then I'll apologize as well. Like I said, a lot going on. I I, I didn't hear a specific reason. I think it was just one of those uh, injuries behind the scene. But uh, yeah. Kyle Dawkins has been through kind of a wild stretch. Uh, you know, he had the the, the overturned fight with with Kyle uh, with the, yeah he, with himself with. Uh, the Duke is rolling, <laughs> bro. The Duke is there. there. You done saddled up, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> he had the overturn with, with Kevin Holland. And then, of course, uh, you know, he's had some some changes and some cancellations and all that. So it's been kind of a, a, a rough ride for Kyle Douglas. I'm still rolling with him anyway. But Jamie Pickett, man, I think this this cat is so interesting. And I, and I, and I love the fact that he talked about it. Um, man, this is a guy that, 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 that it took three times from the Contender Series for him to get here, you know what I mean? He finally gets here to the UFC. He loses his first two fights, and now he's got, you know, a couple wins under his belt. So it's like a guy that just, like, fails but keeps going and fails and keeps going and fails. three times. It's amazing, man. And I love that type of perseverance. Like, you're not going to stop me. And he has said – They obviously wanted him. If he kept getting – They kept giving opportunity. They definitely thought he had skills. They obviously saw something. And he said, he's like, listen, man, the the cameras – Screwed me yeah. up, man. I got. I thought that was so, so refreshing nervous. as well. I love though. to hear it, man. I to just love be like, that shit. I, it just, it just, I got nervous and it scared yeah. me. And 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 right went and talked to a sports psychologist. You know, he's got me in the right place. I just Apex is a perfect place for that too. I, oh, it's a perfect. I think I, you know, listen. And I'm not disrespecting anybody that does technical breakdowns by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I value the hell out of them. I mean, I was yeah. talking to Robin Black yesterday. Obviously, our own Dan Tom is a phenomenal breakdown guy. But I will say that one of the things that interests me about this sport so much is the psychological aspect of yeah. it. Like, it is a mind fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, it is this a whole complete, sport's a mind fuck. It really is. The fact that any of them are willing to go in there and have somebody, they want to test their heart. They want to test how they're able to, to push that fear down into the middle, the bottom of their stomach and get in there and throw down. That's the whole nature of this sport. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But it's like the fact that he's like, oh, the cameras get to me. I was like, oh, that's just normal shit. Normal. Who likes to public speak? And then you get in there and throw down. I'm like, this whole sport is a giant mind fuck. It and really the fact is, that man. The fact that they can even just get, eventually make it in there and throw down is incredible. But the fact that he went out and said that right from the get-go 
endeared him even more to me right from the get-go. I was like, because he could be like, oh, you know, I dealt with some adversity in the past, but that's it. I'm going to go in there and smash this dude. He w- he went out there today, and he looked like a human, you know, talking about real world, real shit. And it was just like, I fucking like this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that there was any reason to not like him before. Um, no, just like you said, it endears him even more, yeah, right? Yeah, it just makes you like him even more. I was like, fuck, he's a fucking human. I want this guy. I want this guy. Well, look at you sounding like Nicholas Motto over there. I was, there. Just, I was, just, I was <laughs> trying to think of one of his phrases that I was going to throw down. I've been fucking working hard to do this podcast, John. Nicholas Motto was dropping uh, F-bombs nonstop. I changed my pick. I changed my pick. Yeah? In case we don't talk about it. I didn't have him initially in my pick, and then I went back, and since he was doing so many F-bombs, I think I even said that in my words because when we switch picks, we're supposed to say why. Yeah, we have to give a reason why. I was going to send it just to Matt and just like, dude, and Matt, and my Matt pick. doesn't have, and Matt Erickson, who handles the stat picks, like, it's not ever like he questions, like, you know, like, oh, that's not a valid reason. He doesn't yeah. care, but it's just like, that's you're gonna the rule. make me do more. If you're work gonna make again. me do more, you have to tell me why you're changing your pick. <laughs> so I wrote today and said, "I'm changing my picks because this is the only person that says more f bombs than me." <laughs> so I said, "That's, that's my funny. reason to pick." So that so we're skipping a fight, but since we're talking about Nicholas Mota <laughs> again, I'm gonna roll with him. Uh, CFFC, you know, I, listen, I'm CFFC. He was so Homer. happy to see you. Oh, well, that's my guy, dude. He that's rolled my in guy. today and he immediately was like, "Hey, hey, man, that's my guy." You know, when they come to the <laughs> CFFC, we got a relationship. But I, but I, I was happy to see him too. Now. Granted, he is in a hell of a fight, man. When you're going yeah. against Jim Miller, you know, and he even yeah. said, like, dude, this is a dude I grew up watching. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I wanted to fight people like this. But Nicholas Moda can crack. And I thought it was pretty interesting because, you know, I'd seen on social media that, that he was training with Novo and Yao. And I was like, why is that? I, I don't, yeah. Why did he go down there? Because, you know, I know he trained in the United States for a long time, New Jersey. I think he had stopped off in Colorado for a while. But he said, like, I just I always go back down to see my family during the holidays, and I got the fight uh, offer, and I was like, well, as long as I'm down here, train with Novo and Yao, and it's kind of yeah. cool because like, you know, this poor guy, man, he's he he earned his UFC contract like 15 months ago, and now he's finally getting a chance to fight. Um, you know, he's had some cancellations and some issues, but uh, you know, to be able to to train at Novo and Yao where you started, I think there's something kind of cool with that, like reconnect to where you came from, and right. obviously. As he said, Javier de Angeles was down there training as well. So, I mean, it's that's, like – That's kind of more unique than anything else. Like, that's pretty incredible. Not, not bad, right? Yeah. So, um, listen, I, I went with Moda. I'm just going to be honest. If you see the staff picks and you're like, what does John know? I'll be honest with you. That was a CFFC homer, homer pick. pick. But now that I, I find – you know, now that I find out that while he was uh, he was training alongside RDA, he was down in OBL, like, I, I'm not saying it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not and that it's crazy. gym at one point was the gym. It was the Brazilian gym. I mean, if you weren't in, like, Anderson's camp, this was the Brazilian gym that everybody was looking at and was mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, I mean, at one point, was Henan was there. I mean, you know, was it Aldo was there. You know, of course. You watched footage of that gym, and it was just – it wasn't – like some big – you look at a lot of the gyms now, and they look like these super gyms. And I, I almost think that some of the, these other gyms in these other countries look and say, oh, that's just America throwing their money around doing whatever. We don't need that. We're going to do whatever. And you'd look at some of the footage back in the day, these Novo uh practices. And, I mean, it's just wall-to-wall people. But when you look and you saw some of these people, like, wow, oh, that dude's a killer. This dude's a killer. At one point, this gym was the end-all, be-all. And so the fact that, you know, if they are able to sort of rise again, um, it it was an important gym for the Brazilian people. I know there's a lot of shit going on down in Brazil that the people are dealing with. So I think anything that can help, you know, bolster 
that Brazilian pride again in a lot of things is really, really cool. So the fact that he's going back there to a very stored gym, you never know. I mean, sometimes it's just those final things. If it's such a mental game, we're talking again about what it takes to get in there and do these sort of things. If this is the kind of thing that is just that extra little bit right. of a bonus. Just make something click a little bit. That makes something click in your head like I've done absolutely everything that I can in this camp. You know, and I went above and beyond, and I went to the story gym, and now the 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 champions of of old, their their powers infused in me now. I mean, like if that's the kind of shit, you know, good on him. I mean, I loved used to watch footing of the training, uh, used to watch the old footage of those guys training down there. Oh yeah, and it was just fantastic. Just a Spartan gym, dude. Like yeah. it wasn't like they were nothing yeah. fancy at all. There's nope. nothing fancy at all there. But I mean, like, and you saw cats that were there that, you know. Did whatever they could, you know, didn't were sleeping on the street, sleeping off the sides just to get into the gym and doing their thing like it was it, that's all it was to them. So, you knew if you were there, it was no joke. Like these people were really going all in, you know, whereas you could pay your money. You can go to a, a, a nice fancy gym or whatever and you think you're getting what it is. But are you really with the people that are giving you their everything because it takes everything that they have to even be there? Um, so, I mean, I love it. It's funny because he's such a smiley, happy kid, man. He's dropping F-bombs. But, but he was dropping them. But it's like every time he said it more, I was like, it was like somebody taught him the new word and then and then challenged him. You must say this 30 times today or I'm not. And if you do, I'll give you 50 bucks or something. <laughs> uh, but it was fantastic. But, no, I mean, it's 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 cool. And so when he said that, you know, I all the diehards that listen to us and all the diehards that watch Junkie get it what that gym is. But it's for those that maybe are just coming on and, and maybe stumble upon that and don't understand the mm-hmm. history of where he's talking about where he decided to go back and do. It's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's big. At one point, it was it was the uh, alpha male versus them. I mean, it was all the UFC could talk about was always this gym and like yep. some other U.S. gym that was going against them. So. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I'm excited for it. Maybe Chip. I just miss Brazil. Chip, uh, I think I just while, miss man. Brazil. I mean, everything down there just sounds better. It's shiny. I miss it. It's been a while. All right, so the fight we we, we skipped over there was Parker Porter versus Alan Bardo, heavyweight fight. I'll be honest with you. I picked Parker Porter here. Um, Alan Bardo, I still don't get – I don't think I have a firm grasp on where this guy is because he looked phenomenal in the first round of his last fight against yeah. Rodrigo Nascimento and then got finished in the second round. It looked like just totally stopped. And he said – you know, he did get kicked in the groin. Maybe that changed his focus a little bit, whatever. That would um, be done. That'd be done. Yeah, especially <laughs> at heavyweight, dude. The heavyweight kicks you in the groin. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm, I'm out. I'm um, still waiting for my nuts to come back from my stomach. <laughs> so I took Parker Porter. I'm just going to be honest. Um, it's just because I, I I feel I don't have a real firm grasp on, on who Alan Budo is. I think when he's on point, uh, he looks amazing. I just don't know if he can keep it together. And I think Parker yeah. Porter, while, while not necessarily the flashiest guy in the division, um, is kind of that blue-collar dude that can yeah. gut through some, some tough stuff and, and maybe yeah. get out of wins. So that was my thought process there. And then the main card kicks off, of course, with Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, by the way, I, I, I think I finally fixed it in my mind. It was always Al-Hassan me, but it's Al-Hassan. Um, dude, I just don't see how that fight is not absolute bonkers to start the, 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 the night off it's in the main card. It's absolutely crazy. If, if – I feel like it's stupid to think that we're chasing the yeah, we both knock knock out wood. I don't think you can ruin this one. I don't yeah, think you that can ruin one, this one. You really, really can't. I mean, you, you got two killers going in there, and neither one of them is the kind to back down. Um, and they're both in just incredibly physical shape, and they like to throw down. Neither one of those guys is, is afraid to, to go out on their shield and uh, – 
I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen for one of them. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think that one's in with fires. I homered on that one, took Al Hassan as well. Um, but I do think he has the ability to win, man. I think yeah. now that he's back, and, man, his, dude, his, his you know, just his demeanor today was so much better than it had been. I mean, we've talked at length, if you listen to the show, about what, what, yeah. what Razik went through, and it was not a good thing for him. Um, but it feels like he's finally back, you know what I mean? And that dude is dangerous if he's back. I, I think the main card, dude, I think it's honestly – listen, uh, it's a crowded night. It's a crowded landscape. Bellator's on. BKFC is on. And I think this is a BKFC where – I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be on press row inside the apex with BKFC pulled up on my computer as well. I'm going to be watching that in the corner. So this is a crowded landscape. I get it. Um, but I do think that this is going to be uh, a fun night of fights. Just k- kicking out the prelims real quick to run through it, man. I will say another one, if you don't have it circled, I mean, I think if you're a hardcore, if you're listening to this, you've got to have Gabriel Benitez versus David Onama uh, circled as a way to just absolutely – I mean, that could be an absolute cracker to finish up the prelims. So I'm super excited about that. Onama really caught my attention. He was fighting the division up in his debut. Now he's back down at featherweight. Man, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, I think – I can I can speak for Cole Coffee without him even needing. Yeah, I think I just he's looking at their picture. Right definitely, now. Uh, we'll be looking forward to the Jessica Rose Clark fight against mm. Stephanie Egger. I, mm. I believe that that may be the fight, that, the prelim that you're most interested in. If I'm just guessing, uh, Chaz Skelly's in there. I, I do want to point out one other name on there, uh, Christian Rodriguez. Uh, only a one-time uh, CFSC veteran. He did come through CFSC just one time there, but I will say, um, my man CM Punk was always very high in this guy. Like, obviously, he spent a lot of time in the gym. And, and uh, you know, Christian's fought at, at LFA quite a bit. Then he came through CFSC. Uh, so, obviously, I'm going to give him some CFSC homer love. Uh, but I'll give him some CM Punk homer love as well because undefeated, uh, man, uh, uh, I know Punk was always singing the praises of Christian Rodriguez. So, you know, he made his way in, uh, and, and now he's, he's fighting in the UFC for the first time. So, uh, I'll, I'll be definitely have uh, my eyes on that. But, dude, it's going to be a busy Saturday night. It is going to be busy, but yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Are you going to have uh, in the press room? Are you going to have uh, Bellator pulled up? Or are you going to have uh, BKFC pulled up? Or anything man, like you know, that? once it gets going, man, you don't have just time. Once you get in the way weeds, I don't have any any time. But uh, I mean, I I wouldn't be suppo- uh, opposed to it, you know. But, but once we once it gets going, man, it's just my head's to the. Stuck in this damn computer. I should I should say by the way, you know, just kind of glossing over Bellator because we don't have anybody there. But uh, Neiman Gracie versus Logan Storley, that's a, a that's really a cool good fight. It's a really good main event. A really really good. I did go with Gracie in that one for my staff picks. I did too. Uh, Andre Korshkov is on there. Georgie Karakanya is on there against Adam Piccolotti. That could be a really really good fight as well. Uh, I want Piccolotti in that so one. Did I. Yeah, I think I, I think so. That's a good fight though. So it's a, it's a solid little uh, card. And then I mean, you look down on the. Uh, prelims. I mean, they're, they're starting to stack the prelims again, which is good. Uh, the return of Brennan Ward. Uh, we were talking about Nolan King, man. What a what a piece he had on on, on Brennan Ward. So um, a lot of, a lot of fights worth paying attention to uh, over at Bellator as well. So sorry we glossed through it, but there's a lot going on. And there's we don't, a lot. We don't, we don't have anybody there. So yeah, the Duke, Duke doing its work. Plus the Duke did its work. <laughs> Solid work. Uh, by the way, see, the Duke did his work so good. I didn't say if you like what you listen to, do us a favor, please oh, yeah. log in, rate us, review us oh, wherever yeah. you're listening. Uh, if, if it's if it's Apple Podcasts, that's where I listen. We would really appreciate that. We would also, of course, appreciate any support you might give us at Patreon.com/slash The yeah. Roadshow. Everybody that's a Patreon listener, you mean so much to us because it helps us keep the lights on for this podcast that we enjoy doing so much. And of course, if you're over there, you get exclusive access oh. to the and a half. We should- Are we talking about the lights? About what are we going to talk about? I was going to say uh, there. Uh, I was going to say if there's a way to tease that future potential, because tomorrow 
tomorrow we have a site visit. Okay, well, that's what I was going to ask. I, I said it keeps the lights on. Did you want to say where the lights might be? This, hey. Well, we don't have to pay to keep their lights on. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, the, the Casa de Cold Coffee is as high level as it is. Yeah. Um, I may, we may have found the only property in town better yeah. than the Casa de Cold Coffee, but, yeah. but we don't know yet. It's not, you know what, man? We shouldn't. Uh, we don't gonna but tomorrow we're going to do a site visit. Uh, to another location here in town, uh, another well-established location. Almost as established as the Costa Rica Coffee. Almost as high end as the Costa Rica. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe it's a tough argument. You could you could make the argument that maybe it's a little <laughs> bit nicer facility. It's, it looks maybe nicer. It has <laughs> programmable <laughs> screens. I don't really have that, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, everybody's been saying like we need more video stuff. We need more video stuff. There's possibility of us uh, having ties now to a location where as well as just doing the podcast if if about bringing some more video stuff so here's what and you that have might to be a separate thing that's here's what you have to it understand might even just be for patreon here's I mean, what you, you have know. to understand about video is cold coffee wants that shit to look perfect yeah he ain't okay with the little webcam that yeah. ain't all right we've done it we've done it I mean, I guess worst case we can. I mean, and you guys are so polite and nice that you would probably take it, but I want to make it look good. But this one would would be fucking dope. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Either. I don't we'll wait, jinx we'll it. wait. But we have a site visit tomorrow to, to start it off. We'll say that. We'll, we'll hope, say that. We'll hope it goes good. Uh, yeah, listen, like I said, patreon.com slash Rocha. We'll have the uh, and a half this weekend, man. There'll be so much to talk about. We'll definitely have it. And, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're in for a, a long stretch here in Vegas, man. We're back. We're rolling hard at the UFC Apex. Uh, we got T-Mobile next month. So, I mean, we we, we got a stretch here in Las Vegas. Mm. We'll have it covered. We'll always talk about it, you know. So, uh, and for now, we'll just say thanks for listening. We'll be right back.